Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, y'all, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. (laughs) I like how everybody bust out in the song, (laughs) but it wasn't the same song. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome <laughs> back. Ain't that Mace? Yep. You know you like uh, that. I miss Do you really? Mace, kind of. You miss I Mace? No, I like Mace. It's like a song. I forgot what the song bad, is, but it's bad, a... Bad, yeah, I think it's that song, but it's like a real pop You make me feel so good. You know you make me feel so good. You know you make me feel so good. Bad, 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 bad boy. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. I did like Maze. Maze like the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It don't sound so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I love that music video. Me too. That was such a good song. Welcome to Shenanigans. I kind of just took over this intro. You did. Go on, do your thing. Get it in. You know, whatever. If you just. Oh, here comes Cardi. Here comes (laughs) Cordy. (laughs) Cordy. (laughs) You know me, Cardi B. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh my God. You sound like her. Oh, no. I was not prepared. Trying to get this money. I was not prepared. Okay. Well, you know, recap our last episode. We had our very first guest. On yes, the podcast, India. We had India. Go check out all the things that she's doing because she's doing a lot of of good good things in the city of Indy um, related to her marriage. We talked about that, and you know, sexuality. Mm-hmm. We talked about seasonal affective disorder. Yes, how to date yourself. Yes. And, um, you know, how to have a healthy breakup. Well, how to transition, transition, yeah, Mm -hmm. into a healthy breakup. So we just about to jump right back into this episode with a lovely icebreaker. The icebreaker today is, if you were a real housewife, (laughs) what would your tagline be? (laughs) You want me to tell mine? Sure. Yes. Okay, listen carefully. You ready? (laughs) Listen to this. I shouldn't have let you go first. Go ahead. (laughs) What I lack in the back, oh. I pack in the cat. Oh, <laughs> I cannot. Gosh. That would be my tagline. Mine is oh, not that Lord. great. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that makes me think about that damn gift you Right, that's what I was just thinking about Twitter. it. Oh, the Evelyn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. The Evelyn. Somebody said, I really want to know what did you type in to get this? <laughs> And I literally just oh, typed in, you know, my gosh. Evelyn, that was it. <laughs> and it's not even on Twitter. Like, it's um, it's uh, on my phone well, and I, I saved it to my phone because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to need this, you know, for later purposes. So I'll tweet it out. So y'all know which gift oh she is talking about. But yes, what I lack in the back. You got to put that with yeah, it. Yeah, what I lack in the back, I pack in the cat. 
Yes, we all gotta find gifts for all. <laughs> yes, okay. we do. Okay, perfect. Okay. What's yours, Aisha? Mine, that was mine's basic. What? Just say it. Just, Cause no, I it's feel not like, basic. Just say it. It's basic. Well, know, mine God. is, because uh, I've been saying this a lot. Realign my chakras, baby. Oh. <laughs> you see? Oh. Chris Brown. More ways than one, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Breezy yes. said it in a song. Yes. Yeah, you see, I don't think I got the memo <laughs> <laughs> like this. I'll, I'll just say mine. I think that I misunderstood. <laughs> the stress. The stress, Jennifer. <laughs> no, I don't want to say it. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> okay, so I'll just say it because I think, okay. We don't need context. No, just say it. I was just going to... I'll just say it. So that has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. That's a oh, good that's one. Good one. That's okay. a good one. That's what they would say. Okay. That's something that they would say yeah. on the real house. Because that's what that would be me. I'm not here for the drama. That's everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. Bam. Oh, oh I'm gonna find you a good guest <laughs> for that. Okay. Okay. Anytime I hear real on my chakras, even though this is not that song, uh-huh. I start singing Heat by Chris Brown. Oh, oh I love that song. <laughs> you like it, would you be? Everything oh. designer that's Ay. on me. Ay. I listen to that song like at least twice a day. <laughs> mm. Looking like you. Did y'all ever? Yeah, I watch that video so much. I'm like, shit. I've not seen that video. What? I've not seen it. Oh, a new, a new listening to the song. choreography. Completely. Mm, he is shimmying. He throwing bows. He like, is. Liquid shoulders. That song, I mean, it's just, Woo. it gets you loose. He looks good. Woo. I, I feel got, like I'm I hitting one of those. video on my phone. I'm Girl, I watch it regularly. If I put YouTube up on my TV, Heat gonna be the first thing that's all I watch. <laughs> I also say this so random, not his song, this is a no guidance, but, um, baby in a bag and a Birkin. <laughs> I, say that, <laughs> I say that line <laughs> randomly. Oh, like in the elevator like it'll be real <laughs> quiet wow. i send it as an audio That's clip hilarious. to my friends and they i messages random. i sing it all the time that's my favorite part that's funny okay y'all had some good taglines if you were a real housewife listeners what would your tagline be let us know at shenanigans underscore pod on twitter follow us on the instagram because we got a page and it's about to be popping. Yes. So we going to move right along to this hot topic. Mm. It's not as funny today, but you know, we always find a way to, to laugh. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Um, today we're going to talk about like mental health and dating and mm-hmm. specifically like your mental health and then their mm-hmm. mental health, like separate from each other, mm-hmm. you know? Um. So... Well, I know we have talked about this on the podcast before, but just to reiterate, like, what challenges do you feel like you face with your own mental health? Mm, like in, in yes, mm-hmm. individual, yeah. Like just in general, like what challenges? Because I mean, we all have them. Oh, just yeah. In general. yeah, yeah, Not just your general, yeah, 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 gotcha, just your gotcha. general um, um, mental health challenges. Definitely, like anxiety has came up mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, which. My therapist brought to my attention that getting no sleep um, often <laughs> yeah. triggers yes. anxiety and depression. Yes. And so, you know, those are two things that I struggle with the mm-hmm. most. Yeah. What about you, Ginger? Oh, wow. I mean, I would say it would probably be anxiety as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more know. anxious than yeah. depressed. Yeah. 
I am more anxious than depressed about yeah. certain things. But I, I internalize get, I really, it. Really, real I'm more depressed than yeah. anxious. Yeah. I'm more anxious and I feel it like in my chest. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it is like debilitating. Very few, but there are days where I like can't get out of bed. Like mm-hmm. physically moving. Mm-hmm. But that's just like if I'm super in my head yeah people also think that i'm like manic but that's just my personality mm-hmm. like i'm just you know but i think I, i'm more anxious than anything i feel like my anxiousness has caused me to kind of withdraw and i don't think i think now we're talking about this and me just thinking back or even thinking now like i think a lot of the things that i do kind of um like withdraw myself from people and just kind of stay at home i think it's because like i'm just so anxious and i get so caught up in my head and it's like you need to just gotta get over yourself mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i know um aisha you just kind of talked about therapy but how do y'all cope with y'all's mental health challenges well, I think that before recently, so I do see a therapist now, but I think before recently, like, honestly, I would kind of like lean on my friends mm-hmm. and I think it got to a point where, I mean, they, they all, they were, they would always be there and always like be able to, or always supported me. But I think it got to a point where I realized that I was, it was kind of being unfair because mm-hmm. I would lean, I felt like I was leaning on them too much yeah. and expected a lot from them. Um... And I just think that I had to kind of like take a step back and realize like it's a lot of work that you need to do on yourself. And so I think that's when I realized like, you know, like seeking out help was probably the best thing that I probably did this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Well, yeah, therapy, like I said, but even increasing my therapy, like mm-hmm. I was going to a different therapist in the spring and mm-hmm. I really, really liked her, but I was paying her out of pocket mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. yeah, I can only see you once or twice a month. Right. And she's like, you really need to be here every week. And I'm like, I'm aware. Right. Um, so now that I found someone who's on my insurance, I can go to her every, every week. And mm-hmm. so I think just, um, being able to utilize that and have that more frequently has helped. Mm-hmm. But to, um, I just kind of, I've learned to acknowledge it when I feel that way and not, um, kind of just let it sit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm real anxious and I'm just going to keep me anxious. Like mm-hmm. I probably will, but I try to at least acknowledge it and see, okay, how can I calm myself down? Like, do I need to just, not do shit tomorrow mm-hmm. um and just relax or yeah. you know whatever so i just try to be more self-aware and try to be more proactive and getting out of that space yeah i think talking about it with people that know that it's a problem for me is a big thing and people who i know will say to me what i need to hear mm-hmm. you know because every friend is not that friend that you mm-hmm. can go to but yeah. i can go to those friends and then I created a, um, it's like an anxiety, like anti-anxiety, like kit mm-hmm. that I made for myself on like what to do when I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is me getting out the environment where I initially felt mm-hmm. anxious at. Yeah. And different things, I have different reactions to when I'm anxious at work. I'm, I mean, naturally when I'm anxious or I'm mad, I'm more quiet. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at work, I'm more, I'm very quiet when I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, anxious. And it's different when I'm at home because I'm by myself. But I try to like get out of my apartment or get yeah. out mm-hmm. of the environment because that kind of will shift yeah. my mood. Um, Have any of these challenges occurred while y'all were in a relationship? 
all the time yes all the time and it's <laughs> it's heightened like yeah. it's yeah. like yeah like it is bad like <laughs> it's <laughs> to the max but the thing is i think that it's bad because I'm just in the relationship in relationships with the wrong wrong people and people they're they probably have mental health issues too but they haven't addressed it mm-hmm. and yeah. I think and I think that's been like the biggest thing um it's just you know like I said being in situations with the wrong people and people that don't acknowledge my issues and put me in positions where it makes it worse right yeah mm-hmm. yeah I can definitely uh relate to that or it's people who just have never had to deal with someone who was openly expressive about hey i'm really anxious or hey i'm actually really depressed right now or even knows what that means uh, yeah who you know really knows what it means and what it looks like and how they can help or not help uh you know because it's like the last thing you want to tell somebody is Okay, well, just stop worrying about that. Shit. Yeah, stop like, being sad. Like we yeah. may we may joke with Jenny, but right, like, we know, we know, yeah. and yes. so we we will give more right productive things. Right, we have more productive things to say. But right. like, if you truly don't know how to deal with someone um, who's having that, it's like when all the worst things that could possibly say it be said are said, and yeah. so it just makes it worse. Yes, have you ever had like your mental health? issues be heightened because of the relationship that you're in oh, yeah. or had them yeah like have you felt <laughs> like literally have you like had like or you realize you have new mental health issues because that, so yeah. yeah in the last situation that I was in like I was to a point where like I was literally questioning my sanity <laughs> yes <laughs> I was like I, I was like do I got like I was <laughs> Yes, to answer your question. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I, I'm questioning myself, like, well, maybe I maybe I really do have, like, this disorder or this or that. And it's like, yeah. Yes. Um, I have PTSD from mm-hmm. my relationships. And so I've been in more than one and different types of abusive relationships. They look different, but uh-huh. it's still abuse, none the same. So the first one was more like an emotional. I mean, it turned physical, but it was more like an emotional situation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a he was verbally putting me down, mm-hmm. but he was so insecure and projecting that, that onto mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And um, then, of course, that turned like, of course, when to starts one way, it can mm-hmm, turn, you know, right. another way. So there was a physical altercation and I didn't really realize I thought that I was fine until I got into another relationship and I would have like these random outbursts mm-hmm. and I would be physical and I would fight mm-hmm. like this person. And I'm like, this don't even this is not even me. Like, if you yeah. know me, I'm not like this at all. But certain things will blow like blow me up like yeah. you know or certain things that people would do or my partner would do would exacerbate my anxiety yeah and I feel you know mm-hmm. how I felt and then the relationship that I was in right after that was more like a manipulative type mm-hmm. of abuse so I I felt the same you know mm-hmm. type of pattern and it was just making me so anxious and then ghosting really Mm, mm -hmm. any sign of like ghosting or 
anything like that makes my chest like oh my gosh it really mm-hmm. makes my yeah it really makes my stomach hurt because i've had such i mean i got i was ghosted in my last relationship mm-hmm. you know like he just left he yeah just stopped talking so i really have i mean if i already had issues with ghosting before that but that really mm-hmm. made it worse so i have a lot of actually the anxiety that i have is related around relationships mm-hmm. yeah it's like all yeah yeah relationship yeah. based mm-hmm. so um yeah it shows up a lot yeah i think like within when i was married to nick I, i'm pretty sure i had anxiety before that i just didn't acknowledge it in that way but i think that um it truly came through like during that relationship and a lot of it stemmed from um, me just being very overwhelmed when mm-hmm. I just had too many irons in the fire. And while he can be a doer, he needs a lot of instruction. Mm-hmm. And I was in a place where I couldn't provide that. Mm-hmm. And so then I didn't feel... Um... Sorry, my uh, phone is ringing. And it's ringing on oh, her my computer. Laptop. It's it ringing everywhere. It is um, ringing. <laughs> everywhere sorry somebody's facetiming me gosh so um darn um he's a he yeah he needed a lot of instruction and so i was in a space where i was very overwhelmed and i could not provide that yeah so because i wasn't providing it he wasn't doing it Mm -hmm. so i was feeling unsupported and i was feeling like i have to do all this by myself Mm mm-hmm and I, this should not be it. Mm-hmm. And so it just really, it got really, really bad. Um, and it pushed me into a depressed state because I was just like, I'm just doing all, I felt like I was failing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, that's just one way that it just really manifested in that relationship. Yeah. Which is crazy because, and we'll get into this about your partner's mm-hmm. mental health issues, but like, I knew that they were depressed too. Mm-hmm. And, but you are doing it in a totally different, different way. way. Mm-hmm. And so this is just becoming very, very toxic especially when you feel like you have to do so much mm-hmm. in that connection i think that heightens your anxiety or your depression mm-hmm. even more when you have issues like that so with your mental health issues outside of your relationship with things that you know that make you anxious or make you depressed things that are triggers for you outside of you being with someone do you share that i deal with anxiety these things make me anxious do you share that with people that you're dating Uh I do. I feel like I do because I know that it's going to show up um, and I want people to know how to deal with me Mm -hmm. um, and not be like dismissive or just know what I need. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. Yeah. Or I have. Um, I haven't with everyone and I mean I guess it depends on of course the level of dating. Right, right. right. But, yeah, if it's to um, a point where if it's someone where I just know to Jenny's point, like you're gonna be around me, you're probably mm-hmm. gonna see it. Yeah. Um yeah. I bring it up. Mm-hmm. I think mine is so relationship based that it automatically comes up. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I'll tell people like, oh this triggers me, like don't mm-hmm. do this because it's mm-hmm. really not like I don't know. It's really not things that specifically uh-huh. trigger me. I think like ghosts ignoring me is yeah. the biggest. Oh my gosh. Like if we get into it, mm-hmm. don't ignore me. Mm-hmm. Like 
just listen to what I'm saying. Or if you need, if, tell me I cannot deal with this right now. I need to step away because I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything. I want to mm-hmm. be in a better space. Like communicate yeah. that with me. But if you straight up ignore me, mm-hmm. blatantly ignore mm-hmm. me, oh, you're going to see another side of me that right. I do not want you to to see because i'm going to be very irrational Mm -hmm. so i express that to them Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times depending on the depth like you said of our Mm -hmm. dating Mm -hmm. i do talk about and of course previous relationships come up and then i have Mm -hmm. to talk about you know my previous relationships and then i used to be uh i used to didn't want to talk about them because i don't want people to be like oh you know she got a lot of baggage Mm -hmm. so i don't want to deal with her and i'm like no i'm handling Mm it well but you know i just need you to know like just don't ignore me i don't care what you do yeah. cuss me out it'll be all right i can handle yelling at me don't really bother me mm-hmm. it actually makes me laugh but yeah don't ignore me mm-hmm. like, so i think like initially i might not necessarily bring it up as in a sense like okay well i have like this and this or whatever and i don't like when you do i don't like if someone does this and this i'll just tell somebody like what i expect from them or what I don't like and then you know if we're ever in a situation where it occurs and then like I might explain to them okay like I have really bad anxiety and so when Mm -hmm. you do a b and c it heightens it yeah so and again depending on the level that we're dating you know I only share what I want to share but I always put it in a I don't know, I guess I always communicate it in a way of okay well this is what I need from you yeah you know and what I would expect yeah would you date someone with challenges in their mental health? Who have I, I've noticed that I um, ones that I really connect with, especially emotionally, we have the same trauma, mm. and I've recently acknowledged that, and it's it's hard because then I get in this whole like protective space. Yeah. What I literally just said to someone was. I see a lot of me in you and mm-hmm. I'm literally protecting you to protect me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but you're not responsible for me. And I'm like, yeah, mm, mm-hmm. true, but I am. And so, um, damn, I forgot your question. Would you date somebody with mental health? <laughs> oh, issues? gotcha. So yeah. So yeah, I have, but I've, if they're, this gun sounds kind of selfish. If they're like in the deeps of it, mm-hmm. I really try not to. Um, especially if I'm not in a, a serious space with them, mm-hmm. um, because I've had I had a boyfriend years ago who was depressed and tried to kind of gloss over it a lot, but I could see how depressed he really was, and like he was using our relationship as a happy place. Oh yeah, that has happened to me too. And I'm like, cool, and I like you, but I don't want. Mm-hmm. this to be like your so happy place like because what happens if we break up if something happens to you then I feel responsible like yes. and I just I don't like that type of responsibility just like I know someone wouldn't like to have that over me right and yeah yeah I agree because I think all of the men that I have dated like in relationships mm-hmm. with have all had mental health issues mm-hmm. like severe but it don't really manifest itself necessarily in the beginning mm-hmm. it turns into other things like alcoholism mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. they project it somewhere else like one of my boyfriends um i was like maybe 19 or 20 i didn't know that his father had died of an overdose three months before we started dating mm-hmm. and oh my gosh he was great like yeah outbursts and stuff like that yeah. from that and i realized 
like I'm not one of those people that feel like I have to like I have to date people to heal them mm-hmm. or just, mm-hmm. I'm not that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I think I attract those people, yes. but I don't purposefully feel like I need to heal mm-hmm. people. But what I was doing, which was a burden to myself, is I understand your trauma and why you are, you know, an alcoholic mm-hmm. or why you are depressed. So I'm trying to understand why you're hurting me. Which doesn't justify it, but yeah. I would like do that. I would. I know that you're hurting me because of this, you know, mm-hmm. because of childhood trauma or daddy issues, yeah. or you know, mm-hmm. you were in foster care and you haven't dealt with that, mm-hmm. or and it's not my responsibility to deal with it, like you said. Right. Right. So yeah, I have definitely brought that on and knew that because it was coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't coming just from a place of you being evil. Mm-hmm. That I made it okay yeah yeah and that's hard um i think for me i would say that i would if that person was putting in the work Mm -hmm. to help themselves yeah um but if you know if somebody like had thought well you know i'm not about to go and talk to somebody and tell my problems if they weren't open and Mm -hmm. willing to not that you don't have to go to therapy but they weren't open and willing to address it i don't mm-hmm. think i could because i'm in a space where i'm addressing my trauma i'm addressing all the issues that i feel like i have and i want to be able to grow from that and i feel like if you're not willing to address it you're not going to be able to get past your problems and grow so i wouldn't be able to yeah because i think people with and i mean i know we talk about anxiety and depression but you know there's other mental health issues so people mm-hmm. who are bipolar yeah. or people yeah. who are schizophrenic yeah. like how do they deal with you know I, they are deserving of a good quality of life you right know, and people loving them so i always wonder like you know with them dating mm-hmm. how does that go i had a friend who was bipolar i didn't even know until i, was just about to uh-huh. I did i had yeah. a friend that was bipolar i had no idea until actually i did my clinical mm-hmm. and she was my patient mm-hmm. wow and it was i mean she was a definitely manic mm-hmm. like i mean wouldn't i stop talking was doing crazy stuff like mm-hmm. cut all her hair off mm-hmm. she said she was crying for 24 hours the her neighbor's called called the police because they thought something was wrong with her wow she was crying for 24 hours she went to one of the libraries and was like pulling up all the like the cops came because she was like pulling up the leaves i mean Mm -hmm. the flowers and stuff she was pulling yeah around the library like she she was doing weird stuff and she just would not stop talking like Mm -hmm. i mean would not stop talking it was Mm -hmm. so crazy so i'm like but people other than outside of that ep- her episodes, you know, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't yeah. know. So mm-hmm. it's like I think that people who have those issues, if they are managing them, mm-hmm. are deserving of love. But it's like who loves those people? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah. And then how can you be your full self um, with hiding that? Yeah. Like that's that's something that's very difficult to not the people have to hide it but it's something very difficult to hide yeah and Mm -hmm. and not be out with like i had someone i forgot what it was that i posted but you know i post like quotes and shit i post on twitter and she responded but i know it was about like anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression it was my depression post Mm -hmm. and so she responded was like i just feel so seen like people Mm -hmm. i've never met Mm -hmm. someone i'm able to openly talk to about what i go through and she's bipolar and Mm -hmm. i'm like what mm-hmm. and I just I barely knew what to respond but I'm just like do you talk to 
other sisters about this? Like, do they know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I just had so many questions. Yeah. Because then it's like, on the other hand, how do I protect myself mm-hmm. if I'm dating somebody mm-hmm. who has these issues? Mm-hmm. Because that is so heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is heavy. Because yeah. when they have an episode, are you able to, are you, do you feel comfortable with? dealing with this and being supportive of mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and you know um how do you keep yourself together while this is happening because mm-hmm. 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 i think that it's easy to be like oh i don't want their responsibility that's a lot really all of us are yeah we're just we're in different ways yeah show up differently outweigh one Mm -hmm. more than the other it's all about what you can deal with and what you can't and i think about that and i I feel like i've been thinking about that a lot lately and just thinking about yeah you know i might have like you know very good qualities i might have all these things and you know i want someone else who have all these good qualities as well but i think about all the things that I also come with that might not be the so good things and just thinking about like not saying that someone has to be perfect but really like sitting in what I have and not saying I'm gonna sell myself short when it comes to people mm-hmm. but being okay if the person is like imper- imperfect you yeah. know mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that people will have to accept about me and then I have to also be able to accept the things that you know may not be so good about somebody else and so just being able to kind of take a step back and humble myself a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure so what do you think are like at what point is it a red flag to deal with someone who has because we all have challenges with our mental health but Uh at what point you know is your boundary so for me my boundary should have been them and their alcoholism because i dated Mm. two people with Mm -hmm. problems and they did it very differently Mm -hmm. um one it would be like i mean he was a very social person his jobs was very social both people that i dated had social jobs but one would drink like during the day and we day drink so it's so hard i mean so easy in your 20s to mask that that. yeah Yeah. and the other one would like binge so when we're when we go out they would just drink and he is a big dude Mm -hmm. so like again something that's not uncommon yeah yeah to go out and get slapped Mm -hmm. so but i would see it like every day i would see it regularly Mm -hmm. like and so that should have been a boundary for me Mm -hmm. but like for y'all what point you know is their mental health or is someone a mental someone's mental health a red flag for you Oh, I don't really know. I was I was so loud. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would say probably when it gets to a point of them not. I think it just kind of goes back to doing things and not willing to like work on it and continuing saying that okay, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do something, and not wanting to work on it for you Mm -hmm. and saying that you're gonna make these changes because I'm asking you to and you don't have a desire to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, it's um you're guilting me oh yeah Mm -hmm. gaslighting yeah like oh well i just must not be good for you because i'm dealing with this and this and i'm not good enough and Mm -hmm. or even on the you know broader end oh 
you don't want to be with me, no one's going to want to be with me, and I'll hurt myself if you don't want to stay with me. Oh, that, that is so kind. And I'm just like, what? I, like, and, and so many people stay in relationships and spaces because they get threatened with that, and that's not fair. No, like, yeah, not at all. Because no one, no one's responsible for you in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a big one. I've never had that experience, but I know so many people that have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I think for me, if you're projecting it on to me, mm-hmm. like not taking responsibility of it for yourself. Yeah. Um, And, you know, every day, like granted, I may have like this anxiety, like kid, like, you know, when I'm anxious, but I don't look at it every mm-hmm. like some days mm-hmm. I just can't. It's just too much. So, you know, it's not like every day you're just going to really combat. I'm going to really fight this head on. Mm -hmm. But if you're, like, projecting it onto me and it's starting to, you know, weigh heavy on me. Yeah. Or um, if if it is manifesting in other unhealthy ways. Mm -hmm. Like other addictions or. One of my exes, he used to gamble a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, and I really hid that. Uh And. Um, my mom's husband actually caught on to it and I don't remember how uh-huh. but he said something and I don't know I hid that for a long time I mean I wasn't it wasn't affecting me mm-hmm. financially but I noticed like you go play poker all the time mm-hmm. late at night mm-hmm. you know you want me to pick you up because mm-hmm. you have drank mm-hmm. at like 6 o'clock in the morning and this is so unhealthy right like yeah so if it is projecting into other or manifesting itself into other unhealthy Mm -hmm, yeah Mm -hmm. then i can't deal with it at all so on the last note um i wanted to ask you all um how would you encourage someone to share their mental health um, challenges with their partners or even their friends because you know sometimes it's hard to get close to your friends mm-hmm. but when you're dating somebody and you want to share I am anxious or I am depressed or you know whatever you have mm-hmm. how would you encourage someone to say that hmm. I would probably say don't wait until you're like fully in the brunt of yeah. it mm-hmm. um, just because you don't know how someone's going to react mm-hmm. or you know you don't know how they're going to hint you know uh, digest that yeah. information mm-hmm. and you don't want to be in a space where you can't handle their reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. So That's good. having the conversation proactively um, and like for me, like it's come up on my anxious days, but maybe not my worst days. Right. I'm like, you know, I'm having trouble with this today because mm-hmm. I struggle with blah, blah, blah. A mm-hmm. lot. And sometimes this really triggers me. Yeah. Just to give it just so they can have it on a lighter day where I don't really need you to do anything today. But like you understand if it comes up again. Yeah. Um, I would probably recommend just like starting off with educating them Mm -hmm. and letting them like not assuming that they know what whatever you're dealing with that means because some people don't know what it means they don't know how to deal with it and there's a stigma tied to mental health issues and kind of just educating them and letting them know that it's not like depending i guess it depends on the situation or what you're experiencing but it's not it's not like high all the time you know yeah. for some people it's different levels to it and so just kind of educating them and kind of getting knowing or finding out what they know about it already mm-hmm. yeah and kind of just kind of like filling them in 
on everything else that they say that they don't know yeah yeah so at that point it's like you've kind of educated them they know what it is and at that point they, they can accept it or not accept it but if they do accept it then there's no excuse why i'm not gonna say it's no excuse why they can't interact or kind of help you or don't allow you to get to those spaces but i would i would hope that they would have would be able to better interact with you Mm -hmm. knowing some history or background of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i also would add to that a reassurance to your partner Mm -hmm. um you know like reassuring them that this is me and this is my problem you Mm -hmm. know and you know um definitely educating them being proactive if i see a trigger addressing it Mm -hmm. you know with them without it being an argument because they're not going to receive it well Mm -hmm. but just having a conversation like you did this and it made me feel this way and this is why Uh um so for me especially when it comes to relationships since most of my issues come from being in a relationship at whatever point we do talk about our past relationship history i do talk about it and say like you know this these are my problems however i have been to therapy i work on it by myself and my plan is not to project my baggage onto Mm -hmm. you and i am in a space where i can be able to be in a relationship even though i have this Mm -hmm. past yeah because we all have one yeah 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 good talk yeah this was so good it was um yeah so if you well, of course, if you have mental health issues, you do not have to disclose with us. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you follow the strength of she, we do talk about our mental health mm-hmm. very regularly mm-hmm. um, and self-care with that. So just keep following us um, for tips and tricks and our transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aisha has her own brand uh the aisha rose (laughs) where she is very she's more transparent with her story as well so you know that's good to follow that as well and then let us know like how you would encourage you know your partner how we should encourage our partners like you know how do you deal with your mental health issues and dating because i feel like you do not have to just be completely whole and to be completely you know healed of everything right. before you date because right. it's going to be a it's constant battle yeah. yeah it's always going to be a heal not to prolong no you're fine happen, but to mention like i think that's one thing that i've been thinking in my head is like i feel like and this is something that i nobody's pressured me or nobody said well you have to be complete in order for you to date but mm-hmm. i think that that's the pressure that i put on myself mm-hmm. thinking like okay well i have to kind of be my journey of figuring you know yeah I have to be that before you know being able to date but then you know through different conversations with people that I realize like if you're dating the right person then you don't necessarily have to be completely complete because Mm -hmm. through them they'll be able to kind of like help elevate you so it's really depend you know you have to just make sure that if you're wanting to date and you don't necessarily feel like you've you know reach that and go where you want to be that it's okay and that if you have the right person then you all can probably help each other get there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then too if y'all have you know if you're from the other side of you know i don't really struggle struggle with a lot of mental um mental health um challenges but you know how do i yes. learn more how mm-hmm. do i support someone yes. if you have like questions or specific scenarios with that like definitely write us so we can have a conversation about that too yes or if you know you feel uncomfortable you can always dm us as well because you know we'll read those 
mm-hmm. as well. Good talk. So, Good talk. of course, always, you know, just keep taking care of yourself. Yeah. Water your plants. Yeah. Put keep your, yourself watered. Yes. It put is. your oxygen mask on. First. Yes. <laughs> I, this is like the fifth time Aisha has heard this. Seriously. <laughs> it, it's a repeating thing. Gosh. It's a repeating thing. Okay. I'm going to just keep on talking. <laughs> Um, and we are going to hop into our segments and we are going to uh, be well now, you know, inhaling good shit, exhaling bullshit. Yeah. Always. Sometimes I want to say the woo stop. Woo stop. <laughs> <Segment. laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about hydration mm. um, because this is really important. It is. And Jenny uh, <laughs> in her notes. Um, because I like there are so many ways that your body tells you that you're dehydrated, mm-hmm. and I don't think that people, people listen. listen. To it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they don't listen to their bodies. So I'm gonna jump right into like so just a mouth. Know this is about to piss me off. <laughs> so the biggest one for me that I know is when I have a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a sign, especially if you are a person who don't really suffer from routine like mm-hmm. headaches or migraines. Mm-hmm. A headache is a uh indicator that you are going on. yeah. Um, if you feel dizziness or lightheadedness, I used to feel real dizzy in the mornings or like real lightheaded. Um, when I was giving report at my job, and I kept trying to figure out what mm-hmm. was wrong with me. And one time I did actually pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and I found out it was because I was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking enough water um of course if you have like dry mouth mm-hmm. or dry lips like your mm-hmm. skin is real real dry yeah. or your lips are real cracked mm-hmm. um then that means that uh you probably suffer some from some dehydration muscle cramps yeah that is a big yeah. one um constipation is yes Ooh. if you uh, now granted <laughs> if you <laughs> granted if you you know have uh gi problems or bowel problems you know this may be something that you regularly suffer from which is also why you have to hydrate even more yep but yeah constipation um if you aren't using the bathroom as much as you normally do or your urine is darker than Mm -hmm. it normally is Mm -hmm. um if you are fatigued or you just have like an altered mood you're kind of cranky or like fuzzy thinking or something those are like mild to moderate signs and thirst of course thirst but like some very severe signs mm-hmm. which we mainly normally see more so like in the hospital but yeah. um your heart is beating real fast mm-hmm. that is a sign yeah um you are breathing really fast um your blood pressure is low you're not really sweating when you should be sweating mm. during certain activities, which I'm not really a sweater when he I work needs, out. I'm not really a sweater, <laughs> but yeah. Not either. Yes. Um, yeah, your skin is extremely dry or you just have like complete delirium or you're unconscious. Then you are. Uh, yeah. Like if you're passing out like me, mm. I passed out. That is a sign. Of dehydration so um i know that a lot of you know things that you read tell you how much water that you need mm-hmm. to drink and it's usually like you know your pounds it's usually ounces I don't know how so that shit. I, like people always say and i just i don't get it okay so <laughs> if somebody weighed 
So you're supposed to take your pounds, right. how much you weigh, right. cut it in half, okay. and that's how many ounces oh, you should shit. drink. So if oh. somebody weighed 150, mm-hmm. they need to be drinking 75 ounces of water a day. Gotcha. If they weigh 200, they need to be drinking 100 ounces of water a day. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's why I gave examples. I'm about to tell y'all my weight right. and mm-hmm. how much water. But I did just buy this big old bottle, yeah, this 67 ounce pail of water mm-hmm. um because i'm like at least i'm getting 67 ounces i need yeah. more than that because yeah. i weigh more than 120 pounds <laughs> but you know it's just getting the day started so some ways that you can make it like fun mm-hmm. um of course give yourself an incentive so set like those weekly goals do like a challenge with your friends we used to have like a water challenge at work mm-hmm. Um, get your family involved mm. with it. You know, Aisha loves her shakies. I do. Um, so get like you know the little shakies. And I use, I have a new pack that I converted to this last year. It's true. Check them out. I like their brand. No, yeah, it's mm. naturally flavored. Um, naturally sweetened. Think it has trivia instead of sugar, so it's a lot better for you. Yep. Um, so yeah, do that if you need some flavor, because you know we always do. Uh use a time marked water bottle. You know, like they have yeah. those water bottles where you're supposed to drink before. So much before. Yeah. Um, or you can create your own. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that put like different marks yeah different lines and it's either like encouraging words Mm -hmm. i saw somebody like the first line at the top was me and the last line was beyonce or something like that (laughs) like to encourage themselves um you know something like that make it fun make it Mm -hmm. motivational do like me keep a large bottle Mm -hmm. of water close by Mm -hmm. i'm about to keep refilling that thing and you know my the secretary my job she was like no i can't have a big bottle i need to keep refilling and i'm like Mm. you know what learn yourself and do what's best for you if you need one of the little 24 ounces bottles then do that that's not for me because i ain't gonna fill it back up but see i'll fill it twice and then i drink bottles at home i love bottles yeah i am a bottle girl yeah and then yeah i have my big pill for like work and stuff like that um use the hydration apps mm-hmm. and they give you like mm-hmm. you can set the reminders that's yeah. what i need to start doing because it's like i have a big bottle but i don't know it's just i think maybe with my job and the fact that i'm always on the go the fact that i have the bottle it helps because i think it's like maybe 48 inches mm-hmm. and inches. i also inches oh shoot 48 <laughs> ounces oh, 48 <laughs> ounces and then i also you know like make sure like I keep a pack of water in my car and then a pack of water in my apartment. So that's the biggest issue for me. I, I love drinking water, but I just have to make sure that I have the water to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and you can add slices of fruits or veggies mm-hmm. to give it another taste. You can, um, you know, link drinking water to activities. So, drink a glass before meals mm-hmm. or you know every time you go to the bathroom drink a glass i was about or, to say i i use y'all know how much i love my coffee so like i can drink you know coffee all day like yeah. i can drink three cups of coffee and i'll have to tell myself okay if i'm gonna drink another cup i need to have a bottle yep. of water before and a bottle yep. of water after yep yep those are those are all good tips so stay hydrated friends yes it's all the fall, time but you still need to be yeah. hydrated right? all all the time your body needs it it helps you lose weight yeah. you do a lot of it my, i said really i was does. gonna be pissed off because me and my mom literally argue about water 
she we drink argue. But you said that they don't really buy a lot of water, right? No, uh-huh. they just start buying water bottles. Mm-hmm. We did not buy water bottles when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. it was all pop mm-hmm. and juice. And if I wanted water, I had to drink it out the tap. And I hate the tap water, so I never drank water. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was always dehydrated in the hospital, UTIs, you name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now all I buy is water. Yeah, I don't same. buy any juice or anything like that. My shakies are my juice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I try to encourage her to drink water because she has all this health shit. And I'm like, girl if you drink some more water you'll be fine yeah and she you know what she tells me what i drank a bottle today (laughs) it stresses me out i said let's not talk about this uh, i said mom go drink another one okay well if i drink another one i can only drink two and i'm just like girl lord have mercy that's not anything that's barely 40 ounces of water yeah barely 40 Mm -hmm. yeah stress don't be like my mommy yes drink y'all water (laughs) Drink your damn water. Drink your water. I'm going to just tweet it. When this episode come out, I'm going to be like, have y'all drank y'all water today? Drink your water today. Drink your water. You want me to text you? If you know me, I will text you. Did you drink your fucking water? <laughs> <laughs> Start texting me that. Yeah, I'm be aggressive. To... So it ain't going to work when I'm aggressive. Well, thanks, Ty. Yeah, because we definitely need to stay hydrated. Drink your water. You know, you mad just getting fucked up? Why you getting fucked Ooh, up? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another Drink one. Water. <laughs> you know, <better> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> that's it, right? You want there. your glow back? You need Drink to hydrate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we about to shimmy on down. Shimmy on down the Jenny. Shimmy on down. What are we Jenny talking about block. today? Jenny, Jenny on the block. It. Jenny on the block. Oh, Jenny on the block. Yes, yeah. Jimmy on the block. Ooh. Oh, get it. Oh, get it. Oh, ooh. Ooh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in the BU segment today, I want to talk about how you can practice gratitude mm-hmm. to your past, present, and future self. Oh! <laughs> uh, so I feel like sorry, this is like my therapy uh, no, manifesting. <laughs> go, go. So I feel like when we hear about like practicing like gratitude, oftentimes it's just like, oh, well, what are you? you know grateful for today or like mm-hmm. what are you you know appreciative for and it's kind of like an outward movement mm-hmm. and it's not you really like leaning inward to think about you know to think about all the good self I mean all the good things are within yourself um and I think that a lot of people you know like people might journal like oh well journal today you're great too and that's fine yeah. you know appreciating being able to appreciate what you have in your life and the people that you have there to support you but you also have to be able to kind of lean in and appreciate where you've come from yeah. you know where you're at right now and where you want to be um and where you want to become so do you all feel like self or practicing self-gratitude like is that something you all do is it hard for you to do um do you feel like it's necessary you feel like you're in therapy right now (laughs) i have so much to say yes no 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 oh my god so like i still haven't changed i still haven't changed my name back yet um and i told like some of my friends like it's like i really do not want to be Aisha, blah, blah, blah. My mm-hmm. maiden name, you know, again, because mm-hmm. I just really didn't like her. Like, I was really having a lot of feelings about that. And mm-hmm. at first, I was, like, kind of joking, and it was kind of surface level, but you know it's some truth behind all the jokes. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, this might be kind of real. And so I was telling my therapist how, you know, sometimes I just was feeling like certain situations that have come up since we separated and stuff that it wasn't the current me. 
mm-hmm. like making these decisions. And so we do like the type of therapy where you address your you address your other selves and like yeah. she talks. That's deep. She, I remember you were telling yes, me that. Yes, and so she deep. literally talked to my teenage self. Uh-huh. But she challenged me to write a letter to the 16-year-old me, but was very specific that it needed to be a letter of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so I was mm-hmm. like, what? So that's why I was like, no, uh-huh. you're like, you're seriously manifesting this just because I think that sometimes we can give our old selves so much flack. Mm. And um, uh, flack and, and just a lot of pressure for different decisions that might have been made and stuff like that when really... Like, if you wouldn't have done any of that, you wouldn't be your mm-hmm. current self. And so just really learning how to even embrace, like, bad decisions and stuff like that and being grateful for getting through that yeah. from the past. Hmm. I think for me, it's so easy to be grateful for, like, outside things mm-hmm. um, or, like, material things mm-hmm. or, you know... Um, things that I can count and that mm-hmm. are manageable mm-hmm. but it's probably harder for me to say on the inside what I'm yeah. grateful for about mm-hmm. myself Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I really do it as much I think when I do express gratitude it's about you know that I love my job that mm-hmm. I'm able bodied that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can eat what I want and I can live where I want and mm-hmm. I can drive what I want mm-hmm. and you know it's stuff like yeah. that but I don't think it gets that deep where you know I'm talking about like my characteristics or my traits mm-hmm. or stuff mm-hmm. like that so I think for me um I didn't start and I feel like I'm kind of at the beginning phases of doing this but like I didn't start doing it until this year until I realized that everything that happened like I wouldn't be who I am now without it and so I can't appreciate my present moment unless I acknowledge the past and I think when I think about the past I think about all the bad things that happened and like I don't necessarily acknowledge the fact that okay well I'm glad that I was able to be in the right mindset to even get through some of those things or even now just like being appreciative that you know, I'm able to, when I see, when I know that I'm thinking these thoughts, able to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Cause some people do. I mean, I mean, some people don't, they they just get so deep into the negative thinking that they can't shut that off. And so I'm not appreciative. I mean, I don't think I take time to appreciate, you know, those things, those um, internal things about yeah. myself that is important and that it's who I am. And I think sometimes when I get to a point where I'm questioning, like, well, like, who am I? Like, mm-hmm. what type of person I want to be? Like, mm-hmm. who do I want to present myself as? And I, like, think about, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I, like, like, I don't know. But, you know, just going through therapy and, like, processing some of those things with my therapist. Like, just being able to identify, like, I have all of these, like, values and all these things that I didn't. It's not that I didn't know I had, but I guess I don't think about. Yeah. yeah. Um, And just being able to really lean into those things and cherish them. Definitely. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so just some benefits of being able to, you know, practice it towards like yourself is just being able to shape a better positive relationship. Um, and it just like kind of going back to the what we were talking about, like mental health, just being able to promote a more stable, like mental health space. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, a lot of people I mean a lot of people experience trauma they experience a lot of bad things and it's hard to pull yourself out of those things you know it's so easy just to dwell in the negativity and to dwell in well this happened to me and 
sometimes honestly i feel like well it's not fair like why do i have to be the one to pull myself out you know like why do i have to be the one to do this when you know people other people can just live their life and just not have to acknowledge it yeah but i also have to be able to appreciate the fact that i have the ability Mm -hmm. to get past it so Mm -hmm. just you know just taking time to appreciate just the little things about yourself and being able to um you know know that that those are really good qualities that not everybody has yeah yeah um and also just um kind of just identifying those you know small and big accomplishments um even when other people can't or don't Mm -hmm. again like you you always have to be that person that's going to be your biggest cheerleader because there's going to be times where you're feeling like you're in the pits and you may not have nobody to kind of you know pick you up and so you have to you know know or be able to have the ability to pick yourself up yeah most people don't so Mm -hmm. another thing that's like if you're able to do that that's big um so just a few ways that you can do it which I usually kind of mention or we've kind of mentioned one is just journaling but not necessarily as I mentioned thinking about what somebody else did for you um or not thinking about the materialistic things but just thinking about what are you appreciative for like within yourself like what qualities are of you that you're happy about um and then just practicing like thank you um you know accepting a compliment or accepting a no not practicing thank you but when someone says thank you accepting that Mm. thank you and not like you know dismissing it Mm -hmm. and making it seem like oh well that's just like something small Uh um i know that i have trouble (laughs) with them like oh that's not nothing you know i Mm. that's something i do you know just right right owning you know what where you're at right now and like just you know being glad or happy about that and then i mean you kind of already mentioned like writing a letter to your you know past present and future self um but just being able to and when you write those letters or even when you are addressing or acknowledging those people don't necessarily think of those people as um like separate people like Mm -hmm. you like that's just part of you and i think i have issues doing that accepting that that's a Ex- part of you right yeah and being sure. able to know that okay well even though i have all these bad things like i'm still who i am mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. you know i'm still a good person i still have these core values i still have yada 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 mm-hmm. and i can also accept and still be that person even though i have all those bad things and i think that that's something that i've struggled with a lot yeah it's like knowing like how can i be who i want to be with everything else that mm-hmm. i've been with through remembering that yeah yeah so yeah i mean that's really it i mean unless y'all had anything that you wanted to add to that <laughs> no i can't even get that deep today that's the i think those are good um good starts of practice yeah especially if you're not used to acknowledging um those different parts of you yeah because it's kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. having a tap into that but the more regularly that you do it mm-hmm. then that's when you reach those depths yeah you know yeah. those super self-aware mm-hmm. things. I was just about to say, yeah. yeah just knowing yourself and understanding yeah yourself. it takes a while yeah. to get there it mm-hmm. takes a long time but you gotta start somewhere yeah, yeah for sure well, cool well thanks jenny you're welcome we shimmy into me yeah we yeah. are baby <laughs> yeah baby we being loved today <laughs> being loved are we oh i don't know what we're talking about so maybe Ooh. we aren't what well we that, that, that brings the question because i uh, something i've recently addressed was 
my insecurity in truly knowing my feelings. Mm. Like, um, we just, we're, we're all in therapy right now, so y'all gonna hear this <laughs> a, a lot of yeah. times. Um, but like, my therapist literally asked me, well, did you love this person or were you just infatuated? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I think I love them. <laughs> and she was like, are you sure? What did you love about them? And I hadn't asked myself this about this person years. And so, like, really having to say, oh, well, I love this, this, and this, and this, and this. And she's like, okay, cool. So then why did you love this person? And I'm like, total opposite things. This, this, and this, and this, and this. And so, like, it put me in a space of, okay, well, did I love this person? Did I not? Like, what were actually these feelings? Um, to take it a notch deeper, I ended up saying like, I didn't grow up in a house where we said I love you. Like, yeah, we, just, we didn't. Yeah, and so although and and there were plenty of times that I questioned that mm-hmm. in my home, and so I'm like, maybe I don't know what that fully looks like or should feel like, and I know it should feel different for everybody, but mm-hmm. like, how do y'all know? when you're in love with somebody versus infatuation versus something else like so i've never been in love you don't think so? no i don't think so mm. i don't think that i've ever been in love like seriously mm-hmm. i don't think so because and granted prior to me actually dating like now mm-hmm. um and because there was a period of time i think from I think between like 19 and 24 that Mm -hmm. I was single. And so as I'm like elevating myself Mm -hmm. and establishing, like getting into my career and in school, Mm -hmm. I think I had a very um, false view of relationships Mm -hmm. and what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. And I thought that, Oh, because I'm just this prestigious girl that my relationship should reflect that, which they should. But Mm -hmm. like, I was just not being realistic Mm -hmm. about what I thought it should look like. I wasn't realistic about like, okay, love and that after a certain amount of time like you y'all gotta be real real deep into it for for, yes for you to be loved but now you can love people in different ways Mm -hmm. you can love people at different times Mm -hmm. you can love Mm -hmm. someone and have love for them very soon yeah or it could gradually Mm -hmm. take time yeah Yeah. so the relationships that i've had have been bad like real 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 bad yeah so i don't and they were not reciprocal i think that Mm Like the people, I've, people have told me that they love me and mm-hmm. I love them back. But one of our relationships, I think that he loved what I represented for him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was a girl who I'm a nurse. I have mm-hmm. my degree. Mm-hmm. I'm in a sorority. Mm-hmm. I'm doing she's. Yeah. So he liked that. Those things. Yes. Yeah. And I think my last relationship, I think he loved what I did for him mm-hmm. because I was always yeah. doing Nurturing things for him and- all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was a me thing yeah like you love me yes i think that i loved having someone around Mm -hmm. but not them gotcha yeah so i've never been in love i just told somebody that Hmm. and they didn't believe me i'm like yes i'm almost 30 i've never been in love but it's fine Hmm. how about you Hmm. (laughs) i mean i've told people that i've loved them and I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think that I 
I think I love somebody, but I don't know if I've ever been in love. Mm. Because it's like, are you able to be in? Are you able to be in love with somebody who's not in love with you? Like, is yeah, that like, really yeah. love? See, and for me, I feel like I don't think reciprocal. I don't think nobody's ever been in love with me. I think mm. the same thing. So yes. I don't know. I think it has for me. And yeah, as, I think, yeah. Yes, as too. I have gotten out of these relationships, and I'm reading a lot of books about love. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bell Hooks. She's yeah. a great African American artist. I'm literally reading a book called Communion: The Female Search of Love, and she mm-hmm. literally talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a book literally called All About Love, and it just mm-hmm. dissects love and how we view it. I think I'm and, to my mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I'm reading these things, and I'm trying to define it mm-hmm. because I'm defined. Okay. This is what I when I'm manifesting my man. Yeah. These are the qualities, very specifically, what I want him to have. Because mm-hmm. with my last relationship, I got in it because he was pursuing me, and mm-hmm. I thought that because he was heavily pursuing me, that I should have went for it. Yep. Yeah, but I yep. think he was pursuing me for you know the things that you ended up off yes yeah. yes yeah. and not just me but because i'm like oh you know we hear oh a man's supposed to pursue you he mm-hmm. was pursuing me mm-hmm. so i went for it right and i thought that's what i was supposed to be doing so now i'm trying to define what i think love looks like to me and i think reciprocation is a part of it mm-hmm. i really do now we may not feel it at the same time i do know that too on a different level we may not feel the same Mm -hmm. things at the same time and that is perfectly okay Mm -hmm. but at some point it has to be reciprocal for me Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah, i think that's that's like the whole Mm -hmm. reciprocal thing that i mean i feel like people say that they loved me before but it was honestly after i feel like i didn't i've never I've never beat it out of somebody <laughs> but Uh-oh. I feel like it was never <laughs> like it was just never like willingly like said most of the time I feel like or like kind of given like I don't think it was really ever I don't know I've never felt like it was as reciprocal as I wanted to be I feel like I was like over the half mark line the person was just I feel like I was like 75 and the person was like 25 so it was never 50 50 yeah so yeah yeah i'm i'm still i'm still feeling through all of mine i'm i'm still learning how to answer that for myself i definitely think that i've had people that i've been in love with or whatever um and who have been in love with me but i think um they were for time periods Mm -hmm. and so then that leads into my second question. Do you think that you can fall out of love with somebody? Mm. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think especially like if you, um, if the person is showing up as a certain way and then it changes for the worse in a sense of, or they change completely from what you want in someone, then yeah, you can. And if they're not giving you the things that you need to keep going because like I feel I mean love isn't like something you just 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 happens and it stays that way like you have to continuously pour into somebody mm-hmm. and once you stop that I mean I, I mean you can always have love for somebody but I think that you can definitely like fall out of love with somebody because if they stop pouring into you it's kind of like I need I don't have that to keep going to keep feeling that love and feeling I was gonna you said something that I always say about love and I always say love is a choice 
so you're gonna do things you know people say like love is a verb but i feel like it is a choice like mm-hmm. granted yes there are feelings attached to it yeah. but you know if i love you i feel like i am going to nurture you and mm-hmm. your growth mm-hmm. and i feel like i can care about you and some people i may care about from a distance but i'm not choosing to do those things that help nurture you on all aspects of life whether spiritually emotionally mm-hmm. mentally i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. you know and you are different people at different stages of life mm-hmm. so you know people will be like uh you know i always have love nope i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> always have love mm-hmm. for those people you yeah. know mm-hmm. i acknowledge what you were at that time in my life uh-huh. and i am moving on mm-hmm. see i don't think you can fall out you don't not you when can... you're really in it yeah well i, I guess think... i ain't never been in it right <laughs> right so our perspective <laughs> is different yeah. yeah i think that um that you know if you feel like oh if people say oh well, i fell out of love with you then you really need to go back and look okay did you really love me to begin with yeah did you truly love me to begin with or was just just oh i have love for you mm-hmm. you know i love you at a friend level i love you at a i care about you a lot level like you mm-hmm. know it's not just surface mm-hmm. but like actually being in love because the few I've been in love with, I'm still in love with them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they'll that'll ever. What do you go away? What do you define as being in love? Like, how do you know? Like, what does that mean for you? So I'm still defining for myself and sifting for myself. But, um, you said, what does it mean for me? Yeah. Like, what does it feel like? Yeah, or like, how do you like? How would you how describe you know? it? Like yeah. you being in love with someone? How you, you like, were at what, that like, point? Because even within, it does not matter what has transpired. It does not matter how much time has passed. I see this person again. I interact with this person again. Engage with them again. It's like nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. The feelings are still there. We pick up right where we left off. Versus other connections. Where they could have also been strong connections too, but I see now. I was just, oh, what up? Like, how are you? Like, it, it's not on the same level of from a heart standpoint. Hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know. No, I don't know because I mean, I've been, I've had situations yeah. where like bad shit happened, but when we reconnect. It's like it never happened, but I still don't. I don't have the exact same feelings. Like I right, feel that's like what I'm saying it's a parent. Yeah, it's a parent. See, mm-hmm. I thought I don't. I thought oh, okay, that so you way those about somebody, or oh, I thought like somebody was my soulmate, and mm-hmm. then I just realized that we just keep getting connected because we're both available at the same time, mm-hmm. and it's so easy for us to just go back see, into we don't that. Be well, okay, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, but yes. <laughs> Anyway, I, I do know who you're talking about. I, that's uh, not important. That's though. not important, though. But I think that I'm also a person who doesn't believe that you have one soulmate. I oh, think me too. Mm-hmm. Definitely have multiple, and they just yes. come in different parts of your life. Yeah, and they they fulfill whatever that I journey with part that. is for yeah. you. Um, so this kind of goes into what I actually want to share. She still didn't say what it was. She said falling. Like, how how do you know? Like when you first hit that point. But see, feelings are flaky. I know. So that's why when I'm like, I, I can't associate that. In love, or yeah. Like, like well, yes, when you first hit the point, 
Or like, how do you realize, oh, I'm in love with that person? Because granted, it's a feeling. Yeah. Lust yeah. feels real good, yeah. and yeah. infatuation feels yeah. real good too. Same. And it's real good, you know, when it's real good. Right. I think love but, hurts different too. For me, for me, <laughs> like there is space. Like, <laughs> like, because I always say love doesn't hurt. Uh-huh. You know, Ooh. people do. I don't. Ooh. I I don't. When the, mm. when I love somebody for real, for real, and that that hurt feels. Different. You hurt, but I don't think yeah. it's the love. Uh-huh. No, you know because, what I mean? Because no, I mean, should I'm love just, hurt? I mean, I guess love can hurt. It, it can. can hurt, but I'm, I'm saying the situation, I can have the exact same situation or scenario that may happen between two different people. It may feel completely different mm-hmm. for one person than the other. Right, right. My emotions are You're way invested. deeper and yeah. I'm invested for mm-hmm. this person more. Yeah. It just feels a lot different. Yeah, I'm still working on how to really verbalize that because that is hard. It's hard to verbalize. To define. To define. Yeah, and I think it looks different, you know, for everybody. Um, but kind of what I want to talk about was as we as we kind of go through life, journey through life. If you have had multiple people you've been in love with, and like I've already said, I don't believe that you can fall out of love with people. How do you manage like? having multiple past connections of love that don't necessarily go away and so but <laughs> you looking at me like I'm, okay because i'm about to <laughs> no because i'm about to make y'all laugh what so and i know he can hear me so he's probably listening to me say this but mm-hmm. we have this thing where we say it's happening like oh you're following <laughs> <what's happening." laughs> so that's Good all mind. that i can think of I now that's all that i can think of it's happening you're falling for me it'd be real random it's happening (laughs) so that's the first thing that i think about because it's so fucking funny to me because it's happening but anyways how do you manage that are you asking i mean not necessarily you're about to tell us yeah okay um but did you have a question i was just gonna ask if you can restate your question like how you say you have multiple yeah past connections that you were in love with Mm -hmm. and that doesn't go away how do you continue to manage those connections help you know in a healthy way as you continue to move forward in life and i don't know i feel like i feel like if they were meant to be then they would be happening well, like no, the, it's not about that. That's I not mean, what question. is it? Well, like, I mean, after y'all have broken up or whatever, y'all aren't together anymore, but y'all still may be in contact. Uh-huh. And yeah. it may not be regularly. Yeah. It may be, oh, we have, you know, reconnected somehow, uh-huh. you know. Oh, you wrote me on social media. Or you text me, and now we're at a period of time where we're, like, texting. Uh-huh. And we I mean, I just keep out. it real, like, surface level. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, for me, <laughs> maybe I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I have, like, you know conversations with previous like situations but i'm like very disconnected from it it's like we have the conversation and that's just what it is but i think that looked a little different for me before because what i would do is i end up getting back in the situation but i think that that was unhealthy for me you know that's something that i didn't want to continue um and so i just keep things real surface level when the connections or the people may you know, re-arise in my life. Okay, let me just jump into my tips. Okay. So, <laughs> not to not acknowledge what you just said, but let me jump into them, just to, just to give you context. So, um, 
with managing like multiple past love connections that haven't went away, haven't dissolved. Um, first, I think you definitely need to get closure and closure looks different for everybody. And we've talked about this closure thing before, especially, and I think for me with people who I've really been in love with a lot of the times, it just cut. It was just done very quickly or I feel like they just completely bailed on um, the situation and then that was it. And so we didn't really have a discussion. We didn't really have an end or a, okay, this is it type of conversation. So I think that that's um, important. What, Jenny? I just feel like when it comes to certain things, this is real black and white. Like it's hard for me. I'm the same like, way. I feel like when it comes to those connections, like I don't think I've ever had multiple connections with the same, like not with the same people, but multiple connections with people like from your that, past yeah like where i needed to like i've never had but to like you just said that sometimes you go no back. but no no i'm saying in the past i did like mm-hmm. it when it wouldn't be like multiple connections like all at the same time like it would be like oh, yeah. me dealing with like one person yeah, no, that's, yeah that's what i'm saying well, you said managing multiple connections. Like, no, but, like, okay, so. Sorry, I'm literal. No, no, no. So for me, the people that I usually, like, we previously had a thing, right. and then somehow you come back around, like, one, we match each other on Tinder. It'd be real random shit mm-hmm. like that, you know, when I was on Tinder for the day that I was on there. But or we see each other in a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or like social so you media. See them or interact with them. How do you manage still carrying space for that person without going back to that person? Because you don't need to go back just because you have love for them or you're still in love with them or anything like that. Because that doesn't mean that y'all need to be together. So that's what I mean by multiple. It's not that you're engaging with that person, but let's say that you interact. Mm -hmm. How do you manage from a healthy space being disconnected, but yet your heart is still connected? Does that make more sense? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it makes makes sense, but like... Like I feel like where I'm at now, like Jenny I don't just care. Have this problem. Like I don't and really that's fine. either. It's like I mean, we. I mean, if I see you out, because that's happened. If I see you out, oh hey, how's it going? How you been? Good, good. And then it's the end. See, mine are different. No, mine it's are like so. see each other, and it's oh I haven't seen you, and oh now we in each other inbox. So and, it's oh, happened now like you're that. At my house. It's happened like yeah, that before. Yeah. Whoa, it's happened like that before for me, and I think that. I got to a point where it's like, okay, I, I don't want that because it's always been unhealthy. And it's like, for me, I feel like if I've moved on from you, there's a reason why I've we're not talking. And so I kind of use that reason to stay disconnected now. Okay, so I'm talking. I'm not talking to Jenny. I'm talking to <laughs> the people. You ain't who, talking okay. to me either. I'm talking cause... to the people who, who are still dealing with this. Or it, that my whole point is, then to your point you may not really love them like that uh-huh. right you know what i'm saying so well, i mean I, I i guess i understand what you're saying i think that you would have to decide what would be a healthy way to deal with it i mean if it's getting that's, that's that individual what closure to, that's what i'm trying that's to not, share yeah. right well, i know okay do you want me to okay i'll be quiet now <laughs> are you done i'm sorry okay so like so great example i was married i did love nay I probably still do. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to get divorced, but that is where we are. Mm-hmm. And so how do I manage carrying that for him 
we're going to continue to engage with each other. We're going to continue to see each other. That won't necessarily... I'm not in control of that going away, is what I'm saying. And so how do you continue to have... Okay. No, I get what you're. I definitely get what you're saying. I also get what you're saying yeah, too, because sometimes both. you are in spaces where you do. I mean, one with regardless of you having a child together, yeah. regardless of that, um, you did you know have a life yeah. together. So if you choose, like y'all, if you feel like y'all can have a healthy relationship, because you it wasn't you know a bad split right. for you. You know, I think you are in that right. And how do you navigate that? We once were together, we once were in love. I still want to whether you choose or not to, right. I still want to be connected, connected to, to you, you yeah. in a certain type of way. How do you manage that? That's right. what she's asking. Right. right. For us it has been like for me the people that i have been cyclic with are people that i wasn't really in a relationship with mm-hmm. so there was like no heart stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we didn't have a relationship mm-hmm. but there was like no defined title so at some point in time i just chose not to rekindle those yeah because again when there's no heart stop for me it's easy to just pick it back up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for the people that i was in a relationship with i don't really I'm not a person that goes back. Y'all know me. I don't really do that. Mm-hmm. Granted, the last two relationships that I was in, I did get closure from them. The first one, it took many years. Yeah. We had a conversation. And I didn't tell a lot of people because that was the one who was abusive. But for me, that was so important because I carried two years mm-hmm. of you know feelings and then when he told me how he was apologetic that was freeing for me and we didn't have to have a conversation again Mm -hmm. my last ex I just could not get over the fact that somebody just left me Mm -hmm. like it just was so weird to me so then we didn't really like rekindle but we became cool again Mm -hmm. and then I got the opportunity to reject him Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. that I needed that space to cut that off so I know that it's far away from your point, but you're saying like when you do, you know, y'all live in the same city, y'all in the same age group. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. do you manage that when y'all see each other out? We go into the same functions, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. we are enough time has passed and something bad has happened. But now y'all can still talk. Yeah. 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 I've just heard other people aside from myself, heard other people who said, I still love so-and-so. Right. But this was so long ago. Right. What do, how do I deal with this? Yes. And I know that I still love this person. Yeah. I'm still trying to move on and have other healthy relationships. Yeah. But I still love this person. Yeah. Some people truly believe, oh, well, just stop loving them. Yeah. When you stop loving them, then you can go and move on. Yeah. But for some people, it's not that simple. Right. you still carry Yeah. Yeah. You. It's not very so black and white yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. So that's what areas. I'm talking about. So yes. just make sure that once, however you're, relationship ended or whether it was a long time ago whatever that you find some type of way to have a closure point yes and have and whatever that looks like so have right. a closure point definitely embrace your feelings that you have like don't mm-hmm. try to cover them up and you know or ignore them because then I think that's when you end up going back because yeah. then they start to manifest and different things can mm-hmm. situations can present themselves and you're mm-hmm. like oh cool like I'm in yeah. because I've kind of been like ignoring this feeling that I've right. had um, but also know that you can go and have other healthy relationships although you may still be carrying some other people with you and that with you
and just kind of continue to heal from those things as you kind of move on at the same time. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be, like you said, like when you start to feel those feelings, because I mean, yeah, I mean, you had once cared about this person. Yeah, you may have those feelings, but it doesn't mean that you need to act on them. I mean, just acknowledge them and that's just what it is. But for whatever reason, know that you want like whatever reason this situation worked and you know that yeah you love this person yeah you may care for them but there's other things that you need and this person didn't provide and so just know that i want and need more and that person wasn't able to do it and so maybe i feel like that could possibly help you know acknowledging what it is that you need and knowing that yeah you love this person but you can't you know that person can't give you what you need Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for whatever reason That's good. <laughs> it's good. You know, if you still interacting or interacting with people that you love, or even if you don't interact yeah. with them, because yeah. regardless of whether you see them or not, you may still feel a way. And, you know, that is okay. But, you know, let us know how you are managing that. Yeah. Managing that with people that you even when you're dating new people right you know because now like i um me being you know 30 ish you know i realize and acknowledge that a lot of people that i may date will probably have children Mm -hmm. so how do i how do i remain confident in myself you know Mm -hmm. and knowing that they have this path they created life with somebody else before Mm -hmm. I came along Mm -hmm. so how do I remain confident in knowing my place Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and you properly navigating that relationship without disrespecting me right right so that's like one of those yeah things I had to ask this guy recently I was like you know do you have bad feelings like because she has been reaching out like trying to get him back and I was like Mm. you know I really want you to make sure that you're fully dealing with this right you know like I can't impede on that that's the you and her thing and you know you you kind of speak from a hurtful place still yes and are you not wanting to be with her because you're hurt or you're not wanting to be with her because you don't want to be with her because those are two different things Mm -hmm. and so just being very honest about that even yeah. too. Ooh, that's some good stuff. That is that. Ooh, that was kind of deep. Yeah, that was deep. Hmm. Yeah. Whole episode. Yeah, it was a deep one. <laughs> yeah, it did get a little got a little dark a little in heavy. here. Well, Jenny, close us out with some she-spiration. So I feel like this is going to be perfect for everything that we pretty much talked about. Um, But just remember that your mentality is your reality and that, you know, you if you decide to be happy, nothing can make you unhappy. But if you choose to be unhappy, then nothing can make you happy. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. Like that a lot. Well, thanks for listening with us, you know. Um, you can tweet us, interact with us. We love your comments. We do. So tweet us at shenanigans underscore pod. Mm-hmm. Keep following the strength of she at strength of she. If you listening to us, post it on your IG stories. Yes. Tag us so you know you're listening. Yes. Um, you know, follow our Instagram at shenanigans underscore pod. Same name. Yes. But we love y'all interacting with us and we love y'all comments. And we will, uh, you know, be back very, very, very soon. Bye. 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 Love y'all.